Second Peter chapter 1, verse 7 says, Add to godliness brotherly kindness. Add to brotherly kindness charity. What is charity? We all know charity to be love, love, love. Charity. As used here means love. Some people get that name charity. It's a good name. You live up to it. But we want to qualify this law. Because when you say love can mean many things, like you know. Love can mean the love a man may have for a girl or a boy for a girl. Say, I love you, I love you, I love you. That love does not qualify for the love we're talking about now. That love is just friendship, friendship, friendship love. So we have friendship love, which is called filial love. We have another kind of love between members of family. The love you have for your children and the love your children have for you as a father or as a mother. That is called touch. Then, we also have another kind of love called eros, eros, eros. Erotic love has to do with sexual love, romantic love. That love legitimately should apply between married people. Then lastly, and most importantly, the one we are referring to in this our call is agape love. Everybody say agape love. Agape love means unconditional love. Agape love means spiritual love. Agape love means divine love or God's kind of love. It's very different from the others, as we are going to see just now, that this love is actually supernatural. It is not ordinary. It is not the usual filial love we have for our friends and then touch for our family members. It goes beyond that. It's the kind of love that made God himself to give us to send his only begotten son to come and die for us, for our redemption. That kind of sacrificial love. For us to know what this love is really all about, we are going to read the love passage. There's a love passage in the Bible. First Corinthians chapter chapter what? Thirteen. I thought many for you. First Corinthians chapter thirteen is the passage. That is what she is on divine love. What is all about? Maybe as I was explaining, it's unconditional, it's spiritual love, it's God's kind of love. It's still vague, it's very vague. But by the time we go through this passage, it becomes very clear with no ambiguity as to what it means. So we read from verse 1. Though I speak with the tongues of men, and of angels and have not charity as love I have become as a sounding brass or a tingling silver. Verse 2 
And though I have the gift of prophecy, I understand all mysteries and all knowledge. And though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body even to be born, and have not charity, you profited me nothing. Imagine, this love is terrible. Huh? Verse 4 says, Charity suffereth long, and is kind. Charity envied not. Charity counted not itself, and is not puffed up, does not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, and is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, heareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. But we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away with. Verse 13. And now about the faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. Lord. Amen. Amen. So this law, how important is this law? Is it optional? Is it that, okay, you know, some Christians uh, can have this law, some may not have it. Is it like that? No. All Christians, all born-again Christians who want to make heaven ought to have this law. Amen? Amen. Those who want to make the rapture should have this love. Scroll 35, paragraph 7. You have your scroll open to it. Scroll 35, paragraph 7. Tells us about the importance of this love. Under the mystery of the infallible Godhead and water baptism. I see. Now, I will write by command, even if a person is baptized the original way of the Lord Jesus Christ, as chapter 2, verse 38, or for that matter, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and have not love, he is allowed not. I am become a sounding brass and a tingling symbol. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. Although important, the water alone will not rapture you. But love will. That's the secret which raptures the bride away. Amen. Amen. So we have discovered a secret today. That's the secret that will cause the bride to be raptured away. So this is the message which we receive from the beginning. First John chapter 3, verse 11. Please take note of that. That it is 
love that will rapture the bride. It's not just head knowledge. We have gone through. We have gone through six of the seven graces that will make us become Christ-like. Talking about spiritual growth. But if you don't have love, if you don't have love, all that one is vain. Even though you know everything about Jesus Christ. Heart-wise and knowledge-wise, your head is full of knowledge of God. You know what God is going to do next 10 years ahead. You can profess and you can do signs and wonders. You don't have love. See, and become like a sounding good Simba. That's Simba. That our pastor, please. It's a Simba. Just make noise. <laughs> Do you want to become like a, 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 a Simba? You don't want to be. We want to really believe the word of God, act upon it, and the grace of God will rapture us when the time comes. That's the endless hope of the church today. That way, it's very, very important. It's one of our, it's our cardinal belief that the Lord will take us all in the translation, just like He did Elijah. Amen. Elijah was caught up to heaven. He not was translated. He should not see death. And Jesus Christ Himself, even after the resurrection, He went up to heaven. The way He went up, the Bible says He will come back again. The word of God is true. Amen. So we see from this passage that divine love is practical. Not that I love you and it ends there. If I love you, I want to do something that will benefit you. I'll do something that you know, will be of a great advantage to you. I will not plan evil against you if I love you. And I should love you. If you love me, the same thing. You pray for my well-being. You pray that the, uh, the word of God will come forth with power and anointing each time I minister. Amen? Amen? And we have to love one another. We talked about brotherly kindness the other time. Brotherly love. It's related, but not exactly what we're saying now. God is the capstone of all agape love. We must have agape love to be the rapture. According to this passage, he said, somebody who has this law is not easily angered or oversensitive when offended. Not easily provoked. Check yourself. Are you easily angered? Are you easily provoked? Are you oversensitive when somebody offends you? Don't blow up and take it beyond measure. There are some people now when you offend them, you think they will just tell you, look, you have offended me. The next thing is to noise it around. If it's a church setting, if it's a community setting, to noise it around and shout. The Bible calls that one brawling, brawler. She don't be a brawler. Fighting, quarrelsome. No, making noise about the whole offense all around. Some women do that. Mainly women. Got their husband offended them. Next thing is brokers in the community. Hey, see what my husband has done against me today. See what they have done. See what they have done. I don't make a big guilty about it, but they are not often guilty about such issues. 
they are well offended, they will keep it themselves. They won't go and make an announcement. There may be one man who does that, but that's not the best. Amen. Amen. It's not the best at all. Not easily angered. If you are easily angered here, don't tell me you inherited it. Say, my father is like that too. It's our nature in the family. My mother actually is like that. In fact, they even say my great grandfather was like that. <laughs> it's not your portion, Jesus. Yeah. Why? Because you are a new creature. Yes, if any man be in Christ, a new creature. This is one of the things, all those negative traits that you carried over from your four years and all that, they should be done away with as well. Amen. Amen. I'm easily angered. That's my nature. That old nature must die and the new nature must come up in Jesus' name. Yeah. That's what we talk about, you know, being crucified with Christ. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. Paul said, I'm crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by the grace of the Son of God who loved me and died for me. A new nature, a new identity because you have given your life to Christ. If you have this love of God, agape love, divine love, you will not be touchy concerning other people's words or action. Even if it's words, just say it against you. The way you react matters a lot. It shows whether you are mature. We talk about spiritual growth. To grow, to become an adult in Christ, to become mature in Christ, to become Christ-like. That's the essence of spiritual growth. And it's expected that as we have heard these things, we put them to action and ask for the grace of God to become like Christ. If you have this love, you never give up on others. You don't even really give up, whether it's a brother or sister, you know, they are slow learners, for example, in the family. Maybe you have four children, and one of them is very slow. And maybe it's even the first or second or midway. But it's slow. But look at this other one. Sharp. Very sharp. You need to blame this child, blame this child. Say, you never do well. You are a good for nothing fellow. Is that no? Don't do that. If you have love of God, don't know that with God all things are possible. That with prayers, there can be an improvement. Amen. Amen. Don't easily give up on people. Whether it's your spouse, you are married now, like they are in the book already. No going out. And so, but there are certain things your partner is doing that you don't like. What do you do? In love, correct, and pray. If after much admonition, your wife or your husband is not changing, would that make you to break off from the marriage? No. Love endureth all things. You need to enjoy something. Why pray that something somehow? I've heard of people. Who's a husband or something? Suddenly got mad. When they got married, the husband was not mad. But something happened and the husband got mad. This woman followed on and never abandoned the husband. Until later, you know, the man was healed miraculously. Through the man to a meeting or something like that, and the man was healed. Praise the Lord. Went all the way. Love, that's what love can do. Your partner is sick. No, take care of your partner, whether your wife or your husband. Love and just all things. This love is superlative. And we all need to have this love because it's the love that never fades. It is not temporal. 
Because gifts, signs, wonders, miracles that are happening now, they will cease one day. In heaven, you don't need anybody to open somebody's blind eyes. It's not necessary because there, there are no blind eyes there. Somebody is sick, no, there's nothing like that there. The land of faithless day. Praise the Lord. So it is only now. But love continues in eternity because God Himself is love. That's why love supersedes all others. Love endures all things. Love accepts any hardship or rejection or persecution and continues to build up and to encourage. Encourage yourself when you are persecuted. What happened to our brethren who are being persecuted right now? They face threat every day and every time. I saw on the internet a picture of a, a, a man, a missionary, who was sentenced to die by hunger. Very current, very recent, something of this now. And the person with a beam smile seems bye-bye. The next one minute is gone. But it's not angry, it's not it. Oh, if only on account of Christ, you say, I must die like this, no problem. No use to grow, I mean, to, to, to be angry with God, to be angry with these people. Because God is allowing it. So with a smile, you want to see the smile that I show you on the internet. With a smile. As if they said it was not released. It was not released. Just possibly one minute more, there is God. To tell you that the love of God supersedes all the law. The love of God can make us endure persecution to that extent. Love of God, if you really love God. If you are thinking when things are hard, when things don't seem to be going well, oh, I used to love God, but this time around, it appears that God has forsaken you. So I too I will slow down. Also, Stick to him. Amen. Amen. Come what may, and the Lord will deliver you. Amen. Job was tested and for a long time had so many calamities. What eventually happened is that God restored all that he lost, double food. He was patient. He didn't cause God and die, like the wife said, but he was patient. Love determines what is best for another person. And does it. Like God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. That whosoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. God saw that the only way to redeem man was that He Himself would come down as a human being. That is the Son of God for you. God had to come down, was born like a baby, lived on earth, and minister the word of salvation. God became like man, so that man can become like God. That's the essence of redemption. He's for some that they don't know that way. Therefore, he made plans to rescue mankind from damnation. Love is very patient and kind. Are you very patient and kind? If you have love, automatically you become kind-hearted. Don't tell me you are a Christian waiting for the rapture and you are wicked-minded. Eh? You are wicked-minded. You know that man. You know that woman. You know that girl. 
very wicked. That should not be your description. Kind-hearted and patient towards people. Never jealous or envious of others. Never boast or proud. Proud of what? Because of what God has given you. There is nothing that we have in this world that God did not give us. Whether it's money, whether it's house, whether it's cars and all that. Some people will say, yeah, by my own power, I bought this car. By my own sweat, by my, 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 I built this house. Grace of God is just a common thing. Grace, grace of God. Appreciate God. Remember the God factor in your life. That without Him, you can do nothing. Absolutely nothing. They are who are very rich and they are very sick. And eventually they are not able to save themselves. So the passage story of the young man. Those spirits I know very well. They are well to do. If I'm not but this boy died very mysterious, not mysterious, simple ordinary circumstances of life. They said he, he, he hid his hand and gave something. So there was dislocation. And now they took him to an hospital for surgery to serve the people. They administered an, 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 an anesthesia to him. And then he never woke up again. Can you just imagine? Grace of God. Please recognize the grace of God. You traveled and you came back safely. Grace of God. We are alive by God's grace and nothing more, nothing else. If that young man needed to be flown abroad, no issue at all of finance wife. But just passed on, living in widow, just their own child that they dedicated on Sunday. So painful, very painful. And life here in this congregation, our brother has come out to tell you what God did for him. And you saw him live, how that he actually had a dedication too. Similar circumstances, but today is alive. Can't you see the grace of God in between? Praise the Lord. It just God's grace. All the other kind of accidents you know, that we have suffered is the grace of God. God did not allow anything to even happen to us negatively at all. The grace of God. So I will recognize the grace of God in your life, without which you can never really prosper. Deuteronomy 8 it is, it is God who gives us power to get west, to return the glory to Him. Somebody who has the love of God is never haughty or selfish. Why should he be haughty? Why should you be boastful when the blessing did not come by your power in the first place? If you have the love of God, you will not hold grudges against your brother or your sister, or against your uncle or your auntie or your mother or your father. There are some people who are angry with their fathers. They are blood fathers. Give to them. This, my father did this. My father never treated me. Now I am somebody. And my father wants me to take care of him to fear what he said. That's not right. If you have love, love covered, overlooks multitudes of sin. Because of that, you now deny your father in old age of care, wickedness on your part. 
If your father was wicked, you are to return love. We read last time that we are not to pay evil with evil, but to pay evil with good. If it's your mother that bought you, say, because of my mother, I would have been like that, I would have been like that, I would have been like that. She hindered me, she did me, she... Then you want to vent that anger upon her now in old age, very, very wrong as a child of God. Forget all such things and let them see Christ in you. When they see you still love them, despite all they have done against you, that can even make them to repent. Say, my son, my daughter, now I realize what I did. Please forgive me. Love is never glad at injustice. When something evil is done, some of our love of God will never be happy with such things. We want truth to only prevail. Some of our love of God hardly notices the wrongs of others. Hardly. Some of are so sensitive to, to know. In fact, it's like they are waiting for you to wrong them. They are waiting for them for you to wrong them. But if you have love, even when you are wrong, sometimes you don't even take note. You don't even take note whether someone has even wronged you. The person may have conviction of here and say, I'm sorry. Have that attitude to crucify life. Have a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. That's what God loves. If you have divine love, you rejoice when truth wastes out. Love is loyal, no matter the cost. Love, love. He loves somebody. You want to go all the way with that person. Love goes on forever, even when us richer gifts are ended on earth. Love doesn't keep record of being wrong. There are some who keep record of wrongs. See? I'll wait until the cup is full, and then something will happen. They are keeping the record. At a jiffy, they can just recount those people. They are keeping record. It's not within their mind. We always say, forgive and forget. Some ask the question, can we really forget? Honestly speaking, naturally, medically, you cannot forget. But you have the mind to always say, oh, when you do that one, I'm not taking it again. It's just like the sins you committed while you were a non-believer. And God forgave you. And you believe it. Is God still reckoning with those things against you now? He has forgotten. Oh, so you mean God has poor memory now? That's right. He doesn't take them into account again. Once we're like that, it's all past now. He has forgiven you, forgotten all those, and especially to live a brand new life by splitting unto Him. Before then, you didn't know God. So you were always an enemy of God and to antagonistic. But this time around, he expects that we love him in return. Love is reciprocal. Jesus first loved us. He died for us. We should love him in return and serve him with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our being. The closer we are to God, the more love we show towards others. Do you believe that? The closer we are to God, the more committed you are to God. Bible says, draw near unto God and God will draw nearer unto you. Is it not so? Brother John, 
Just come closer. Come closer. Dust visualize. God has said it. Look again. Say, draw near to God. Listen, don't walk too far. They are walking towards me. I'm walking towards you. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Praise the Lord. Then for Satan, resist the devil. I will flee from you. Amen. Don't tolerate the devil. Don't put tolerate the devil. They discuss with the devil. They will give the inspiration. They meditate. They think about it. Book of James. You know, say that sin is committed this way. When a bad thought comes, at that stage you will reject it. Or you allow it like a seed to germinate in your bosom. And then you meditate upon it. Meditate upon it. Scheme out how you will implement it. And then implement it. What the result? Death. Draw near unto God, and God will draw near unto you. If you just stay, Nale, you know, if you just stay, you are not drawing close to God. God did there. You just day where you day. You are not making any attempt. No move. How will God draw closer to you? Children, if you want to have more of this love of God, draw closer to God. Amen. And resist the devil. When those battles come, reject it. Don't reject it. Don't reject it. At that instant, don't meditate upon it. When you meditate upon it, it's like that sin and that seed is being conceived in your belly. Conception takes a long time. So after full gestation, after that be fully developed, then do not comfort our sin, the performance of that act. That thought came to you. You didn't reject it. You welcomed it. And you allowed that sin to become know, an instrument of death. It ought not to be so. The Lord has given us grace to overcome temptations. Amen. Amen. Remember the secret. There's a secret for the rapture. If you really want to make a rapture, there's a code, secret, L-O-V-E, agape love. That's the code. That's the secret. Amen. In conclusion, Remember in this series of spiritual growth, we talked about adding to your faith in Christ, which everybody has, virtue, moral excellence. Then add to that virtue, if you know it says, add to virtue what? Knowledge. This is what we have been going through past six years or so. Add to knowledge, temperance, or self-control. Add to temperance, patience. Add to patience, godliness. Add to godliness, brotherly kindness. Add to brotherly kindness, charity and love. The result will be this, Second Peter chapter 1, 8 to 10. Just listen. Second Peter chapter 1, 8 to 10. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and have forgotten that he was forged from his old sin. Wherefore, the rather brethren, 
give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. Amen. Amen. You see, let me read it from another translation. That very verse. Second Peter. Praise the Lord. That very, 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 very clear to you. Second Peter chapter 1 from verse 8. I'm going to read it now from NIV. First wise King James. And that is it. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Amplified Version says, For as these qualities are yours and increasingly abound in you, they will keep you from being idle or unfruitful unto the full personal knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Amen? Amen. But he that lacked these things is like somebody who cannot see afar off. There are some people who have medical problems, they call it myopia. They are short-sighted. You can see something that is very good. But if it's just there, you can't see it again. You can't see it again. Some people can see from here and see far away. Some people cannot see very, very far. So it's a medical problem, myopia. Some people have spiritual myopia. They cannot see a part of spirituality. That should not describe you in Jesus' name. Yeah. Those who lack these qualities, they are myopic. Narrow-minded and cannot see a far off. But God wants us to see a far off, like the egos. We are ego-sense, amen? amen? Ego-sense, ego can see very far off, sharp eyesight. Spiritually, God wants us to see and perceive spiritual things as well. Not just see today. Some people, they trade their tomorrow for today. Their future, they trade it in for today. For today's pleasure. Just like Esau. Esau saw porridge. So, ah, they are talking about bed night. They say, we get. Now, bed night, they talk now. One by one, die. Some people, when they leave, they get bed night. Yes, So, he just considered that he was going to die if it was something. That's why they are not fast, something. Some people feel like dying. Why will you die? You are fasting 40 days and more. Nights, and so, when you say 3 days, man, you know, so you say, ah, If you have never been bold enough to start what is right and proper, amen. It is good that we discipline this outlet sometimes. Do it conscientiously. Do it and God will reward you in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, brothers and sisters, the real purpose of all these studies spiritual growth is for us to become Christ-like. And remember, one major purpose of Christians is to become Christ-like. One of the major purposes why you know Christians should grow is to become Christ-like. Because the Lord is coming for a bride without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. This is the time to prepare. This is time to get ready. 
May the Lord help every one of us to put these qualities to action in our lives in the name of Jesus. So that we will not be barren, we will not be short-sighted, but as we put on these things, we grow to become Christ-like and we will never fall by the wayside in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, we magnify your name. Lord, for the past seven Sundays or so, we have been talking about spiritual growth. Lord, help us to grow, O oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ. But we found that when we love you, when we love you the more, the more the love that we're talking about we manifest in our life. Help us to have this divine love in fullness in the name of Jesus. Help us, O oh Lord, not to take record of wrongs, people wrong us. To forgive easily, just like you forgive. When we ask of you to forgive us, you forgive us easily and readily. Help us to have the same mind of Christ in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name.